Attention, 5-9 gamers, we are back with another installment of your favorite Dokkan Battle podcast called the Dokkan Battle Podcast. I'm your host, Toon Rami, and joining me this week, part-time stand user and full-time Super Battle Road King, the Mass Ningen. Yo, how's it going, everybody? Good to be here once again. The Dokkaner who spits nothing but fire, DBZ Blaze. Yo, what's up, everyone? How's everyone doing? Number one local blue Kaoken Goku hater, Minato's Flash. Hey everyone, nice to see you. Nice the to homie here. who needs no introduction, Goresh. Nice to see everybody again. Again. <laughs> Make sure you guys are locked in across all of our social media platforms and connect today with the 5.9G network. Follow us on Twitch, Twitter, subscribe to our YouTube, join the Discord, check out the Facebook fan page, the Reddit, the website, everything. Links are everywhere. Make sure to check us out. Before we get started... Actually, wait, no, I forgot. It's been a little while. Let's get started with today's episode, episode 36, Anything is Better with Garlic. So let's start with, of course, the big news coming out of JP, Garlic Jr., Gohan, the new Dokkan Fest. Turns out it's not going to be Garlic Jr. Let's just open it up right away. What are your guys' thoughts on the news that we found out that Gohan is, in fact, the Dokkan Fest, not the Garlic Jr.? Did you expect this? Are you happy with the TURs that we're getting? What are your thoughts? Um, for me, we kind of knew, well, I mean, at least in my opinion, it was pretty obvious that he wasn't going to be the Dokkan Fest <laughs> because V-Jump never said that he was going to be the Dokkan Fest. And for every single past Dokkan Fest, they specified that. So for me, I thought it was maybe either going to be one of two things. It was going to be a double rates banner with him on it or, you know, just a banner unit. And he ended up being a banner unit. So I think they did a good job with him anyway. So I'm not really super bummed out about it or anything. So they've never, have they ever done that before? Just showed the in v jump just showed the card that was going to be the side banner unit so it's seems like a weird um, thing I mean, to do they did show 21 but with 21 they specifically said that she would be on a dokkan fest banner yeah um, i guess that makes sense because she was kind of like the figurehead character of like the fighters crossover as well but yeah yeah, yeah. i mean garlic jr kind of makes sense because it's the first time he's ever going to be in the game so maybe that's why they did it but uh, i don't know well i was going to ask is this I mean, Garlic Jr., how, how big of a name is he on the JP side of things? He doesn't seem like a household <laughs> name in the Dragon Ball community. So even though he's, he's showing zero. up for the first time, doesn't really seem like <laughs> the smart sales pitch to put him on V-Jump, right? He's a zero. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah, Ouch. Exactly. Ouch. Have you not, I mean, they, they must have seen all the memes. Apparently, maybe they took them seriously, and they're like, wow, everybody really wants Garlic Jr., huh? So... <laughs> well, I mean, remember they had that poll on the, uh, well, not really a poll, but it was like a free response answer on one of the surveys where it was like, out yes. of the characters that aren't in the game yet, like, what, what do you mm -hmm. want? I guarantee mm -hmm. you, like, every global player who doesn't even play the JP version answered with Garlic Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I remember, I think, like, the survey after the sixth anniversary, they mentioned something about adding Garlic Jr. Like, they specifically stated Garlic Jr. from what I recall. So yeah, it was it kind was... of a telltale sign. It was that same survey. They said, for example, Garlic Jr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Minato, go, go ahead. Why don't you also talk to us about this unit? What are your thoughts on this, uh, on this Garlic Jr. as a unit overall? So I think this Garlic Jr. is super good. I mean, it's pretty clear to see 160% attacking defense. Uh, the extreme class support of 3 k 40% attacking defense. You basically just want to run him in any extreme class team. He has great mm -hmm. links. Um, the only thing is that he doesn't really hit the hardest, but I feel like with everything else considering in his kit, he's like a must run, like a really good floater as well. I really do like the unit a lot. I feel like 
he's like a top three banner, you know, or something like that. You know, it's really good. Anyone else have a follow up? No, I just think that him being a support type just for a stream class just really puts his value out there. Um, just because, again, with most of the support or the banner units or support units, they're usually like uh, category restricted. But this having being extreme class it really doesn't limit him. So I, in my opinion, I think he's a very good value, uh, especially with his very high defense at fully rainbow status and level 10 links. I think he's at, what, 250k at least defense, if I remember correctly. Um, that's just really a very good support type unit. I think they, they aced it. Yeah, in my opinion, the thing that makes him valuable is his links. Um, okay. Big bad bosses, thirst for conquest, nightmare, fierce battle, like metamorphosis. These are all crazy good good links. The only real one link that I don't really like is demonic wave, but uh -huh. I mean that's just because he's garlic junior. But I feel like it, as long as he fits on a villain centric team, so like terrifying conquerors, right? Or you can do a villain version of time travelers with like, the Goku Black units. You could do a transformation boost villain team. You could do a resurrected warriors villain team with Bojack centric team like that. All those variations of those teams, this guy's going to work super well on because of his links and the support. So, yeah. I mean, he's just, as long as he fits on a team with villains, you put him on there. That's it. I feel like the one unfortunate Basically. thing, though, is that he's, well, since he's from the filler arc, he's not a movie bosses, but he would work so well on that category with, like you said, Thirst for Congress, Big Bad Bosses, uh, and being a support unit as well. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, Even for Janemba as well, Janemba would be a very good partner for him. The one thing I was going to say is the, the only thing I wish they would have done is I wish they would have made him extreme tech because that would have been the missing link for that team. Yeah, like yep. he fixes exactly. all the problems on that team. Yeah, but you know they have to shaft extreme tech. So, <laughs> speaking sure. speaking of Super Battle Road, how are we feeling about these categories, and what are the Super Battle Road implications? What are some teams you guys are seeing? Uh, some of these videos coming out. You guys are gonna be doing some no item runs with uh, some Super Battle Road teams with Garlic Junior. Which ones are we looking at? <laughs> yeah, no item run with Inhuman Deeds. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be too fun. I think the all struggle might be difficult if you don't have the Int Vegeta. Now, this is only on JP, so fortunately we can't try it out yet. But I think all struggle, there's not really a unit that can tank pretty well before the super attack. Or sorry, after the super attack. Um, so I think that one's be pretty difficult uh, for a lot of players. It's also very small. Wait, I, I all, think Garlic Jr. is not on all our struggle, though. No, no, I'm just talking about, are we talking about super battle stages? Well, no, I, I meant like with Garlic Jr. in mind. Oh, sorry, oh, okay. 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 Yeah, yeah I missed that. Yeah, so like, so wait, given the categories that he's so, on, are we are we digging the categories? Are we missing any? And then what are some of the super battle road implications with this unit and those runs? Ningen, go um, ahead. Um, no, uh, I mean for the news for the new stages, he's only on revenge. But yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same thing that people were saying just about him in general. He's so good that he basically just fits on any team, like any team you can put him on. That you're running a bunch of extreme units, you probably want to use him. Um, like even just having like the heal at the end of the turn is nice when it comes to things like Super Battle Road. Um, and then obviously, depending on the stage and the enemies that you're fighting, um, he does have a chance to stun as long as it's against super class enemies. So not only is he a good support unit, but he does also have a lot of utility for things like Super Battle Road. So unfortunately for the new stages, he's only in one of them. But if you still need to beat any of the other existing stages that he's on, um, he absolutely would be good for any of those teams. 
I think the one category this guy's missing is full power. I was look at, look at his mm-hmm. look at him and tell me he's not he's not supposed mm. to be on full power. Look I at his name. Super Garlic Jr. It's not even Garlic Jr. It's Super Garlic Jr. <laughs> like, look at dude. Look at his. Look at him. Is he not full how, power? Like is that dude? If that's not his full power, I'm scared to see what his full power is. It looks like. his, his, his full power is that he doesn't skip leg day. He doesn't skip leg day. <laughs> he's literally Jr. he's literally a uh, Dragon Ball Z version of like Jiren. Right. That's that's what that's what he is. Oh, and green. Only using one percent of his power at all times. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys have already been talking about it, so might as well go into it. We've got some new Super Battle Road stages coming to JP. So I'll quickly list out the stages that we're getting. We're getting Exploding Rage, Revenge, Team Bardock, Inhuman Deeds, Gresh's favorite, Earthlings, Special Pose, Majin Power, Rapid Growth, All Out Struggle, and Saviors. Blaze, we'll start with you again because you already started talking about it. Uh, what are some of the categories that you are looking forward to? What are some interesting team builds that you can foresee coming up with some of these categories? I would say the most interesting one, I would probably give me a challenge. It's probably again, again all a struggle and probably exploding rage. Those two categories are very very limited. Um, it's gonna be also very interesting to see what type of enemies gonna be facing because that's also going to affect your strategy. Because for example, revenge category, if we have just like a bunch of wicked bloodline units, the age of Bardock is gonna be completely a monster. He's gonna massacre everyone uh, with his transformation turn one. So. Uh, really, the ones that really kind of catch my eye, also as well as going to be Inhuman Deeds, because there's no 170 lead as well. It's still a 130 lead. So I'd say those three stages, Exploring Rage, Inhuman Deeds, and All Out Struggle, are probably something that might be very challenging uh, to a lot of players, I would say. The thing about the Inhuman Deeds um, stage is that not only, are, not only is there no 170 leader, but Nappa and Vegeta are literally the only leader for that mm-hmm. category. Uh-huh. So if you don't yeah, have yeah. the summonable LR, Nappa and Vegeta, yep. you have to go ahead and build like some kind of other wonky category team that has to have all the units on also in Human D. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be weird. I don't know why they released that now. Well, you could yeah. get away with Zamasu, though, because Zamasu, I think he's part of Inhuman Deeds, right? Let me actually check. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could do, like, I think you could do Time Travelers. Yeah, like, you could do track. Resurrected Warriors, too. Yeah, there's, there's but, a few but, but options just, you have. But that's beside the point. The point is, why would they right. release a stage that doesn't have a leader? Yeah, 100%. Very true. Yeah. They're very odd. It's such a I weird mean, choice yeah. as well, because we assumed going by the previous stages that were released, they were sort of going in order that the categories came out. Um, and so there's because of that, there's a whole bunch that we would have assumed would be in the next set that just aren't. So it's interesting that they skipped over some of those to then do some of these other ones that don't even have proper leaders. Um, I think Team Bardock was one that everybody expected because they always have that kind of, I don't want to say joke stage, but the like slightly lower difficulty, like Ginyu Force, Peppy Gals, that kind of thing. Um, But yeah, it's very strange, like Goresh was saying, the biggest thing that is confusing is why pick a category that doesn't even have a proper leader when there's these other categories that have been around for ages that have leaders. yeah, look me like in the eye. Choice. Look me in the eye and tell me that Inhuman Deeds deserves deserves a stage over Kamehameha. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm one of those people. So uh, the Nappa and Vegeta is one of the only LRs that I don't have. So 
I can't make an Inhuman Deeds team, technically. So I would have to... Uh, obviously, it's, they're not coming to Global just yet, so I've got some time. But if I don't have them by the time they drop or they haven't released another unit... Because um, this is one of those things where, obviously, Global players should be paying attention, but there is obviously going to be a delay. Um, and it could be, like, who knows? I mean, the last time, last year, they waited until, like, December to release uh, category stages. So maybe worst case scenario we could be waiting until then for all we know like they could release one of the units during like the worldwide celebration or something like that that is a 170 leader for inhuman deeds so the team builds are going to look pretty different by the time these uh, stages come to global but in terms of them releasing right now on jp definitely seems like some weird choices were made minato please tell me i'm not the only one who is most looking forward to team bardock come on Oh, come on, you know I am. Team Bardock is going to be easy for sure. I no, think no one, one talked about it. It's just like weird that you still can't even rainbow its leader, you know? They, yep, they very give true. Us like, yep. what, two or three copies? I feel <laughs> like, are they just going to drop the last? No, they're not even going to drop the last two because it's already in the data download. So, it's like, they don't even care. It's so, super odd. Dude, Team Bardock is going to be easy. You get those free skill orbs, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be definitely very easy with the free skill very orbs true. for sure. Isn't the AGL Bardock not even on the category? No, he's, not. Not, no right. he's not. That's so stupid. <laughs> perfect, perfect excuse to use the physical LR Bardock, though. Yeah. So it's, he's uh, going to be pretty good. But he's still pretty good with the LR. They link up pretty well, and he does uh -huh. good damage. So One Yeah, category. the two LRs linked together are super good, because the uh, obviously the leader, the actual LR team Bardock, uh, they give actual team Bardock units like a 60% attack and defense buff overall. So... Mm -hmm them linked up with the physical one like he's actually gonna go off in this stage because uh, obviously a lot of people you might just be thinking like kind of like the ginyu force like oh yeah it's just the farmable free-to-play team but obviously remember the physical lrs on there and all the great ape versions of the team bardock oh yeah there as well so oh like, yeah yeah like for example great ape torah totally. is a really good support unit who lowers attack so he potentially is more useful than one of the free-to-play ones so there's a couple of different options it's not as restricted as the ginyu force but obviously it's still pretty restrictive in uh what you could use but that is another one it's exactly like uh minato said that strikes me as being weird that they decided to pick that for a stage but they still haven't released all the copies of the lr which just seems very strange uh, going back off the idea of like the weird stages that they picked i feel like all Out struggle is also a very odd stage for them to pick because the goku and Vegeta lr they've been back They've been on like two banners basically on same day, then their original banner, and they haven't really returned at all since then. Uh, especially like on global, it could seem a little weird trying to beat that stage on JP. You know, you still like after the six year anniversary, you know, you could kind of run a universe seven base team with all that struggle. You could run Goku and Frieza, the Int Blue Evolution mm -hmm. Vegeta, uh, the free to play LR Roshi. You know, there's like a semblance of a team there, but they just almost never buffed a category and never put characters on it. And the fact that the leader is super rare to get, I feel like that's going to be a very difficult stage for better, very many, like a lot of people in general. Mm hmm. And also, I want to make a. I actually made a small mistake. The monster is actually not part of Inhuman Deeds. He's part of Exploding Rage. So I got the mixed up accent. So let's make a small uh, correction there. Real quick, I'm going to go through each and every one of you. Which category are you first going to tackle? No item. We'll start with you, Minato. Which one? Saviors. <laughs> oh, Ingen? Uh I mean. I, th I feel like Saviors or Revenge is probably the easiest one, but I might try doing Team Bardock first because, you know, why not? 
It's my brush. If I was going to pick one, I'd probably do Majin Power. I like that team a lot. Blaze? Damn. I was going to say Savior is then Majin Power, so I'm going to go with Revenge category because of Broly. The uh -huh. easy oh, come on, Broly. <laughs> no, one picked, no one picked in Human Deeds. Come on. No one picked Special <laughs> Pose? What's wrong with you guys? Oh, special, okay. pose. special pose. You know what? Actually, I think that's not going to be that difficult. Just, just, just saying. Same. I think special pose is actually pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. That, I know. <laughs> Isn't special pose a one seventy percent across the board leader skill too? Yeah, I think it's what is it? Int mm -hmm. Gotenks is leader. Yeah, yeah in, plus in four Gotenks too. is super good for Super Battle Road for the like new yeah. ESBR yep. category stages that we got. I used him mm -hmm. in every single one that I could use him on because mm -hmm. he's crazy good. So having doubles mm -hmm. of him and then Special Pose has like the Gotenks and Ghost who are super good for Super Battle Road. Um, LR Man one and two giving everybody a ton of defense and key. Like it's not going to be super difficult. It's just those ones are smaller categories, so they have less good options but if you're somebody that mm -hmm. can pretty much have every unit to pick from um you will be able to make some pretty solid teams for those i think another good option for that uh the special post category run is the easy super saiyan 3 go tanks the physical one he's really good you know mm. Yeah, I always Very forget true. about him because obviously he's not on global just yet. But yeah, he has yeah. that. Um, actually, he'll work super well alongside the Ink Go tanks because the mm -hmm. physical one, once he get his it gets his EZA, he has a chance to dodge um, just in his passive for the first, is it seven or eight turns? And obviously Super Battle Road fights mm -hmm. don't usually go on for that long. So you can put him in slot one. Even if he doesn't dodge, he has really solid defense. And then you have Go tanks in slot two greatly raises his defense on super and has like 70% chance to stun once you're up to the super saiyan form so that rotation will actually be pretty powerful i think it'll come down to what a lot of the no item runs come down to at the end of the day that as long as you get lucky with not taking like three super attacks in slot one then it might not be that difficult how are we all feeling about the new trunks lr vegeta's family category lead he's got a pretty decent Kit, what do you guys think about it? I would also, say kind the, of unusual that they're naming him just Trunks. That is kind of weird. I think it's good for the unit that he's just Trunks because obviously he's going to be on more categories like Hybrid Saiyans, Time Travelers, things like that. He wouldn't be on mm -hmm. there if Boma was on the card. Yeah. I think the card is pretty decent. Um, I don't think it's anything outwardly like, oh my gosh, he's amazing. He's a must-have. Uh, he's just a, a nice free-to-play unit. The one thing I wish that they would change about units that are like him is, for example, he gets like 60% defense and gives everyone three key as the first attacker in the turn. The way that works is he has to actually attack before he gets the 60% defense. So any attacks that he gets before uh, he actually attacks himself, he won't have the extra 60% defense. So it's kind of like, I don't like when the units have that right now. Not too much. Like the key is nice, but I feel like it would be much more beneficial if he just had that extra 60% defense, you know, before he attacked himself. But that's more so with mm. the game mechanics and the card itself. Yeah, but keep in mind, he also has the dodge from Vegeta Family on the rotation, right? So if you have mm -hmm. a full Vegeta Family team, like obviously he's meant to be random Vegeta Family. That's just what he's meant to do. Um, but assuming you have him on a full Vegeta Family team, he has a 45% chance to dodge in slot one. So I, yeah, I agree that it would be better if he got the defense just off the bat, but it's not like the end of the world because he has like almost a 50% chance to dodge. Uh, it's only 30, isn't it? Because it's 15% 
uh, per ally, but it's self-excluded. Oh, yeah, self-excluded. Okay, okay, yeah, so it's 30%. So 30% that. is it's like, like, okay, but okay. I agree mm-hmm. with Minotos. Like, that was my first reaction when I read it. It was like, 60% defense is really nice, but it doesn't activate until he actually attacks. So looking at the things that his card does based on the three slots that you put him in, I think that they're kind of wonky, like, because he gives the support passive that he gives, which is the 30% to attack and defense, and then three key. You only get that in the second slot, whereas obviously normally if you want to use a unit as a support unit, they'd be a third slot floating unit rather than in the middle of the rotation. So it's the things that he does in the specific slots seem a bit odd to me, but... Um, I mean, he does seem good. I like, as exactly like Minato said, he pretty much had word for word, like my first reaction to him. It's odd that they just called him Trunks, but it's absolutely like massively beneficial because if it was Trunks and Bulma, he'd be on what? Like Vegeta family and joint forces. And that's basically Badly. it. Mm-hmm. So um, um, the fact that they are, the fact that they just called him Trunks so he could actually be used on a bunch of those other teams. And because you only need to have a couple of other Vegeta family units on the team, most of those other categories do feature a lot of decent Vegeta family units. So I think he'll be pretty good. Um, he definitely looks better on paper. Obviously, these newer LRs that they're bringing out as the Super Battle Road rewards are a little bit better because if we think back to like what the physical <laughs> Gohan was like on the day the OG stages released, he was already oh, not good when not he good. first came out. So mm-hmm. this guy uh, definitely looks a lot more interesting. I think... I'm going to be pretty... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's no problem. Just really quick. Uh, I think if they wanted to make him a little better, they could have switched the... So he gets 60% attack as a third attacker and then 60% defense as the first attacker. If they switched that, he would have been, I feel like, a little better because uh, mm. you could just put him in... He'll be like more long-lasting as a floater, getting that extra defense. But that's really just a small little detail. I think he's still fine unit otherwise. Yeah, I was going to make that point. Um, but actually, I mean, that, that was actually my only point. Uh, but actually, I'm actually going to also be very curious about his EZA because we've seen the Super Rattle reward easy. I mean, LRs get an EZA and they're all pretty good. Well, Gohan's pretty good. Goku, he's okay. It's not much of a change, but I'll be pretty curious what his EZA later on in the future. To kind of go back to that point about him having the first attacker stipulation on his passive, I actually don't mind this. And I feel like if a unit has this sort of a condition on his passive, they should all have the same type of build that this guy does where they have contingencies for the second slot and the third slot. I actually feel like that's a better design choice than just leaving it as an inconvenient first attacker restriction. Because you mm-hmm. have that you, the, the whole element of risk-reward. By putting them in the first slot, you gain something, but you also risk getting damage. But then if you don't want to take that risk, you have other options. So I feel like keeping this as a condition for a passive is fine, just so long as every other unit that has this type of a thing also has some sort of a contingency on the other two slots, or at least one other slot. I actually find that to be pretty cool. Mm. I like the idea of it, like the blueprint, like you said, it makes sense to not just have as the first attacker to have something else as well, Mm -hmm. so you can switch it up on the fly but i just i just think that the specific ability they gave him as the first attacker being to increase defense i think is an odd decision but yeah don't forget he also gets defense on the super attack for one turn it's pretty good for an lr 30 <laughs> percent. it's nice yeah uh before we move on we didn't really touch up on this but let's also talk about the new dokkan fest gohan we talked about the garlic jr and we talked about the Super Battle Roads and all that stuff, but we did not talk about the new Gohan. So I'll leave it up to you guys to just shout it out. Which one of you feels like this is the best new TUR in Dokkan? Anybody? Oof. 
So like (laughs) when his details first came out, I was thinking about it a little. I feel like one of the important things to really consider when he's actually out in game that when we're actually when I'm actually going to be able to test him myself is his active skill. Because I feel like when you activate, when you get the active skill off, the 20% defense to everyone, and then he guards and recovers 30% HP, I feel like it's kind of like, it's very hard to die once you have that popped in like a super battle road stays, for instance. Mm-hmm. The guaranteed stun mm-hmm. is nice. I feel like he's missing some a little bit of an oomph to him in a sense. Like, he's really good defensively and is a really good like tank unit. But if you compare him like directly to a unit like Videl, for example, where Videl just comes out with like six million attacks that total super effective turn one, it's like very hard to beat something like that. I feel um, um, so. I don't really. Here's think- here's here's the thing with this unit, right? In four years from now, you're not going to be using Videl. In four years from now, I can see this Gohan being used. Yep. So I'm just saying that support definitely it's i feel like it'll last definitely longer than Videl. like down in the future like you said with the 58 percent defensive support and 3k to all allies that's really strong but i feel like if we're talking about right now specifically i feel like i might have Videl a little better but i don't want to say 100 yeah. percent for sure until i actually get him and use him in game myself yeah is it too they, much to go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say that support passive on top of everything else is just like because i started reading through what he did when the details came out and it's like every single line you read it's like okay so he's getting better and better and then you get to the end and it's like and he gives all allies three key and 58 percent defense i mean we always say like with the side banner units and stuff like giving a 40 percent support buff is good but giving 58 percent defense and i think the one thing that stands out to this for this guy is he's very much i don't want to say solely designed for that one thing but he is definitely like a super battle road killer because not only is he giving everyone a ton of defense um Mm -hmm. he has a chance to stun but because his active skill it only has a hp restriction and not a turn restriction so you can kind of do the same thing you can do with things like the spirit bomb or great ape transformations and stuff like that in super battle road where if you're ending the first fight below 58% HP, you just go into the second fight and then use his active skill straight away, and they're just not going to be able to touch you on turn one, which is mm-hmm. pretty insane. Yeah, I would say his active skill is definitely one of the best ones in the game, just because of what it does. Like, guard ability mm. plus defense and healing is just... You're, you're just basically invincible. Yep. I think the only thing I would... I mean, I do like that he did add the category planetary destruction. It was just, I guess, recently added. I wish they also put him on Exploding Rage so we can see him in Super Battle, but for some reason, uh, they decided not to put him there. That would have been good timing, yeah. considering that's a stage that they're just about to drop as mm-hmm. well. So. Yep. I think <laughs> we, yeah. we talked about Garlic Jr. earlier, pretty much being an auto-include on any villain team. I don't know if I would say this Gohan is an auto-include on every team he's on, just because his links aren't quite as good as Garlic Jr.'s for his teams, but... The fact that he does give that that three key and fifty percent defense, not category exclusive, by the way, just to everyone. Yep, mm-hmm. including extreme class too. Yeah, so, so super super good. yeah. So I think you know I, when you're looking at like the Goku family team, he has <laughs> all in the family. I think you just put him on these teams no matter what. Yep. Maybe you could just float him off anyway. Because remember, he doesn't yep. like he's not a character that's going to come out and start doing like ten million attack stats every turn. He's not. Yeah. That's not what he's designed for. He's more utility yeah. and defensive based. So I, I feel like this is definitely a character you can just throw on any team and he'll be good. 
Yeah, I think you could go that extra step and say that he probably is an auto-include on any team that he fits on because even though his links aren't great, um, you could use him as that third slot support with the three key and the 58% defense. And then obviously normally the way you build your teams is the two units you're going to be using as the main rotation units, they're going to be primarily taking care of each other's links. Um, and so just having him in that last spot to give the extra key. I mean, 58% defense is just so stupid good um, <laughs> on top of everything else that he does i feel like you probably could argue that you could just use him on any team that he fits on now which is uh, yeah I, i've pretty seen crazy the one thing i will say just because i see like every single person i see talking about gohan is always comparing him to videl <laughs> yeah i guess that's just what they do so this is what i'm going to uh -huh. say about the comparison videl was released to fulfill the role of being like a one-man army unit on Peppy Gals. She was meant to be a Peppy Gals unit. That's what she's designed yep. to do. She's meant to create that team and make that team into an actual competitive team, which it now is, I would argue, with her on it and the leadership that she brings to the, for that team now. Mm -hmm. So she fulfills her role on that team as being just sort of like a super hard-hitting unit that's supposed to carry the team by herself. Gohan was released for, you know, all these different teams. You have uh, Heavenly Events, which I'm not crazy about the team, but um, that's the, sort of his main team, I guess. He's, you know, on the Goku family team. He's on, we talked about Planetary Destruction, Bond of Master and Disciple, Hybrid Saiyans even. Uh -huh. All of those teams, he's able to help out. I don't yeah. know if, you know, if he's, he fulfills a certain role on that team. Fidel fulfills a certain role on her team. They're not really super comparable because they both fulfill different roles in their teams. Yeah. Youth as well hasn't had many massive buffs in a while. So that's a big, uh, big buff for them. It's, yeah, it's like you said, they're complete opposite roles because Videl, mm. a lot of people's complaints are the limited teams that you can use her on, but on those teams, she's incredibly powerful. And then this Gohan is kind of like the opposite where you can just pretty much slot him into a whole bunch of other teams and he'll still be really good. So obviously people always want to compare because people want to argue about which is the best unit. So obviously when the new one comes out, it's always going to be compared to the previous best unit. But yeah, like you said, I think it's, um, I think it's they're very different. So I think it's so stupid to compare them. It's not even worth it. Yeah, if we're talking about the subject of comparing them, um, specifically, I feel like, like you said, Grace, they do complete different things in a sense. You know, Gohan wants to be your slot three tanking, uh, supporting type unit. Videl just kind of wants to go in and just destroy everything, basically. So I feel like comparing them is not really the best thing to do in the ends. But if it comes down to the question of trying to compare and see which one is actually better, uh, I feel like it's something that's probably going to have to sit down and really think about. And it comes down to personal opinion, whether you prefer more so offensive units rather than defensive units. You're literally comparing apples to oranges. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I, I wouldn't advise comparing them because it doesn't. Uh, you're comparing two things that aren't related at all. So I'm sure you guys know. That with any new Dokkan Fest that drops on JP, there's always the question that comes up for global players. Should you skip for this unit? So, I'm going to ask you guys. <laughs> should you skip the six-year anniversary on global to summon for the Gohan? Oh, <laughs> no. How about Garlic Jr., dude? <laughs> if he's your favorite character. <laughs> but, no. No, I... I... Like, you... If Truth was here, he would probably say, like, UI Goku is the best unit in game in Dokkan history and I mean UI Goku is just built different and on top of that they have also the revival mechanic I, I no I would, I'd say you definitely want to summon on the 6th anniversary especially with um, the amount of stones you're going to have and also the uh, coin update I, I just can't see you skip the 6th anniversary the units that are on the banner mm -hmm. as well 
the um, not even if you don't want to summon for UI Goku, but you have also Goku and Vegeta uh, for the worldwide celebration, and then you also have your boot tanks, right? Who are also very good units as well. So, and that's nah, the first time So there you, you go. Don't you guys don't you guys understand <laughs> yeah. how ridiculous the six year banners are going to be on global? It's uh, coin update. Tickets mm -hmm. and three, three plus, plus one. one. Oh, it's gonna win. It probably just rolling in it. It's gonna be I'm, so good. <laughs> As a JV I just player, wish I'm that jealous. there could be like one Dokkan Fest where global players are just they don't say that. Like, okay, I'm skipping for this one. Just, that will never happen. I feel like that is literally just a meme at this point. Like, pe that's people yeah, will so say to skip everything always. For might as well just get ahead of it, right? So, there you go. Is, for yeah. those of you who want to ask that stupid <laughs> question, there's your answer from the experts. Don't do that. Uh, I mean, the thing is as well, like the, by the time it comes out, because we're going to have uh, the brief stuff that we've got coming up, then we're going to have the anniversary, then they're probably going to slot in Videl, then it's going to be the worldwide celebration. And then after that would be the earliest that we could see gohan so there's going to be so much stuff in between even if for some reason you decide you're going to skip the six-year anniversary you've got all that other stuff coming up including the worldwide celebration which if you think about how ridiculous the units were from last year um i mean if we just use last year's one as a blueprint is anyone going to be skipping like str for geo and physical boo for this gohan <laughs> probably not so <laughs> if the worldwide celebration units are that good again like no no one's going to be saving for this gohan as good as he is so another thing about the sixth anniversary ba uh, banners is i feel like isn't this the first time goku and goku and vegeta and then boo tanks aren't isn't this the first time they're yep. returning on global mm -hmm. which is like 11 months or something mm -hmm. that's typical that's that happens every time for the worldwide so annoying i think it's really mm -hmm. dumb that they do that but but yeah that's why the that's why the coin update is such a massive w because it means once you're done with your summons because obviously you know most people would probably take this for granted but just in case you for, don't have forgotten for some reason don't buy anything with your red coins until <laughs> you're finished summoning but yeah once once you're done with your summoning on the six year banners you're going to be able to get all those extra red coins because of the same uh, the coin exchange update and then yeah there you go you've got the uh, Goku Vegeta, Bootanks, uh, Gohan and Cell. Is it the no, is it the Super Saiyan 4s? There's two other Dokonfest LRs that return on those banners. It might be them. But there's like three Dokonfest LRs that you can buy with red coins from both banners, as well as the other like redstone uh, red coin units as well. So we're gonna get so many extra coins during this anniversary, it's gonna be fantastic. Remember about the coins? Uh, I was yeah. going to say, keep in mind that JP did not have the coin update for the anniversary. So Exactly. One thing to keep in mind about the coin update as well is on Global, you're going to have those tickets and along with the free multis. Anything gone outside of stone multis, you will not be able to exchange for coins. So any SSR you get on the tickets or any SSR you get on the free uh, fourth multi, you cannot mm -hmm. exchange those units. Uh-huh. All right, before true. we move on, I also want to point out a couple of people have been asking this. Um, for those of you wondering what extreme teams you could run the Gohan on to use that passive, he is in the planetary destruction and heavenly events category. So you do have some options with extreme team buildings. Yeah, buildings? the extreme Goku Builds. family team too, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, wait, could you actually? Mass Saiyan no. and Raditz. No, no, Raditz, Raditz, Ape, and... Yeah. Raditz, That's Mass Saiyan. That's about it. Goten Black. <laughs> Go See the go thing is, <laughs> um, that is actually a good point because planetary destruction definitely it has some good options, but having another really solid support unit would actually be very good. Yep. for that mm -hmm. category. So, are uh, are Bojack and Turles units on that team? I forget. Planetary destruction. Uh, planetary destruction. Yeah. 
I think Bojack here. I know Frieza is. Bojack? I don't. Frieza is, but Bojack? No, he's Bojack is not. No, Turl is not. The one one good thing about having that high of a defensive support is that it works so well with big bad bosses. Now, unfortunately, Broly units don't have that. I know. If you once we get like a ridiculously OP Frieza, and you could have him alongside like the Pod Frieza, the the Prime Battle one. And then you have this gone floating around. They're going to oh have like 300k gosh. defense. I mean, one, thing <laughs> yeah. you, one thing you could do is since Broly is a planetary destruction and movie bosses, you could just throw Gohan on the movie bosses team technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that team, yeah. that Broly-led team, I really love that build. So yeah, have, having that Gohan as like a third slot float, because mm-hmm. obviously one of the rotations you can run on that team is the LR Turles and AGL Turles, which obviously, if you're not a whale, you can't run the <laughs> TUR of the LR, so you have to run the AGL one. And his major weakness until he gets an easy A is the fact that his defense doesn't really hold up in the more difficult events. So having Gohan in slot three to give him an extra 58% defense is uh, going to be pretty nice. No item, more like no Gohan. That's like the new, the new show. <laughs> no go. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next topic. Global. Global still exists, people. On Global, Goten and Trunks are the next Dokkan Fest coming up. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Uh, we got a new category. We got a new unit. Global players, are you hyped over this new Gifted Warriors lead? Or is this a skip? Well, we kind of know what the banner <laughs> looks like. So, oh, yes. Oh, do we it's now? It's very interesting. Very interesting. However, did that yeah. happen? Uh, <laughs> Some <something's laughs> <happening. laughs> We have Something a resident uh, tech person here. You want to explain? Thank you, Hydros. So, so, Global has always kind of had this. Not, it's not a problem, but they've always had hidden tables in their database in the game that they've always had in there. But what they did is this past update, they already have fixed it by this point. They've already done a database update. But what they did is they pushed data in the database that was not actually supposed to be seen, like different to like even more tables that weren't seen, like the gotcha rates, the uh, the banner rates and all that kind of stuff. And they did have there what the featured units were going to be on the Goten and Trunks banner. Now, they could change it by between now and the banner release. They could just be like, oh, my bad, you know, they could change it, but I, I kind of doubt it. Yeah. Because uh, they, <laughs> yeah, they, they pushed data that was uh, not supposed to be seen. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually pretty <laughs> funny. Someone is either getting fired or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, one thing I will oopsie. say, just yeah. just slightly off the topic of the banner itself, mm-hmm. one thing I will say, because I saw, I can't remember who tweeted it out, it wasn't Hydros, it was somebody else that was posting all that info stuff, but I haven't seen that meme mentioned for a while, but I do remember arguing about, about people with it in the past, um, they showed the rates, so yeah, anyone <laughs> complaining that like, the, it has rigged rates for specific units and stuff like that, we now know for a fact that that is not true. So. No, it's rigged per account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah if your if your username is truth it takes you ten thousand stones to get a copy of the unit yeah we went and calculated it because they they don't have it like it's not like a rate but it, they they have it something called like a weight system that each unit is and the like featured units have a different weight than non-featured and all that kind of stuff right so we did calculate like on the gotenks banner and all that kind of stuff the weight the the rates do add up to what the weights actually are saying so uh yeah they're not they're not tricking you they're not doing any of that Obviously, they didn't want us to see this data, so, <laughs> you know, if they wanted to trick us, we probably would have seen it already, but either way, the the, the data adds up is, is basically it. 
Uh, While we're on the subject, let's let's talk about these. So some of the other things that were revealed, well, like you said, the link level probabilities, the gotcha rates, and I believe some data for chain battle was also exposed, right? We know Petros? for chain battle specifically, there's the like the coefficients that go into calculating like damages, like for categories, uh, uh, enemies, and all that kind of stuff. That it's not it's not everything. We still don't know everything because there's still stuff that's I think kind of hidden. But we have a better idea, at least based on these coefficients. Like I'm sure that the calc calculation, you know, nuts out there probably, you know, trying to figure it out as we speak still. But uh, yeah, we do have a better idea for chain battle. The link probabilities, we somewhat have a better idea. It's still kind of weird to kind of calculate it because whether stamina plays into it, we it's kind of iffy. Um, there's a probability rate in the actual events themselves that determine link levels. Uh, there's specific probabilities per link level, and it does go down. Like from level 9 to 10 specifically is a probability of 3, which usually is going to be 3%. So it also you got to factor in like all the characters on your team, all the links per character, then the the amount of rolls per enemy that it's going to be spawning on the event and stuff like that. So there's a lot of different things that calculate whether or not you're going to get a link level or not. Oh, yes. So at the moment, for all the people who are thinking that the 3% chance of a level 9 turning into a level 10, it's not quite clear-cut yet, right? Well, I mean, I, the one of the calculations that I was going off of is I take the percentage and then I divide it amongst all six of the links. And then... um I tweeted this out as well. I can't, I can't remember exactly what I did now, <laughs> but uh, it was to where <laughs> it, it I calculated amongst all six links have the probability of spawning, at least on one of the enemies. It would be like, it's like less than 1% per link from, <laughs> well, from nine to 10. Right. <laughs> Isn't the way the links work is it spawn like either the enemy, like when you, when you uh, enter the map, enemies have a chance to either give you a link level or not. And that's like how the probability works. So is it, is it a 3% so, chance for each enemy to give you a link level up for the specific link or how does that work? Uh, it's it's still, it's still up again. It's still up in there. We don't have yeah. every single bit yeah. of data because the way I, the way I imagine is that this percentage isn't percentage just for the link level. It's the percentage chance that that link has to roll on each enemy that spawns. So it goes through each enemy yeah, has I mean. that chance yeah. to roll, to roll, to roll until it finally gets to that point. Right. And it stops. Yeah. Um, so basically what so, happens is it's a 3% chance for it to roll on each enemy. And then you have to end up landing on the specific one that rolled it is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, okay. the probability rate for 23, eight is like, it's just a little bit higher than, than one. So it's like a 1.0375 probability rate. That's not a percentage. That's like the, like, you know, like two times, one times, all that kind of stuff. The way I did a like a quick calculation from level one to two, it's an 80% probability. And so dividing that amongst all six links and stuff like that, uh, you would get roughly about a 13% chance. And then you would multiply that by the, the rate up. Uh, so it'd have about from, from uh, uh, link level one to two, I believe is what I'm doing. Yeah. One to two. And then, for each one of the links, it has like a roughly 13% chance of one of those links going up from level one to two or something like that. I, it, my, the calculate, it's still weird. It's still very early. So I, <laughs> I did that like in a matter of five minutes, just looking at all the tables, but yeah, link levels is something that still up in there. We do have a somewhat better picture though. Yeah. yeah. Once we understand more about what's going on, we will bring that information to you on a future podcast episode, but 
let's go back, shift focus back to the new Dokkan Fest, the new category. So let's take a look at the Trunks and the Goten. What are you guys thinking about this unit as far as a build, as far as the active skill? Pretty unique, pretty cool way to approach a unit. But overall, given what's coming up, given what's on the featured banner and the step-ups that we're getting, overall, are you guys getting good vibes from this unit slash banner or bad vibes? What, what's, your, what's your take? Really good. Because we know the Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta is going to be on here. So, yep. <laughs> so yeah, 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 I would literally go as far, unless you're, I mean, maybe even free to play. I guess it depends how long you've been saving. But unless you're free to play and you only have very few stones at the moment, so you really do need to save them all for the anniversary, I would proudly come forward and say that, at least even if we're just talking about the discounted steps, because yeah. the third yeah. one's mm -hmm. going to be guaranteed featured, it's a must summon for everybody. Because yeah. Super the Saiyan 4 Gogeta is ridiculously good. Um, Goten and Trunks are ridiculously good as well. And they were that typical bait banner where it's like, they're really, really good, but do you want to risk summoning for them right before the anniversary? But yeah, with discounted multis, with guaranteed featured, and Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta returning, who, if I'm correct, hasn't returned on JP yet since he came yep. out. Um, no, that's like a massive W. So like if you do the discount, you I mean, you might get Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta as your guaranteed featured. You might not actually get Goten and Trunks, but I would still say that you would be coming away with a win if uh, that's what you managed to get. So I, I absolutely only, would say it's a must summon for me. Yeah, I think it's a must summon, but only for the discounts. Um, yes. The banner is still eight featured units, which is pretty bad. There's mm -hmm. LR, Gohan, and Goten on here who've been on like 700 trillion, zillion, bajillion banners. <laughs> um, the feature unit list is not spectacular overall. I mean, yeah, you have Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta, you have the new unit on there, you have the Tech Krillin who's crazy good. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them are good, but a lot of them also suck. Like, the, the second half of the banner is pretty bad. Mm. But, yeah, I would say the discounts are definitely worth doing. Um, but there's a Pilafs Trove pack. If you're somebody who spends money in the game, I would definitely pick that up as well. But other than that, that's, that's it. And that's another thing, like we we're saying about the anniversary for Global, the fact that we have the coin update in the game. This is technically the first banner where that is going to be active. So um, some of the units, actually, even though the banner's not necessarily great overall, a lot of the units on there, um, like the secondary units, I guess you would say, um, there's ones like the Tech Exchange Boo and the Gotenks. Like they haven't been back a ton of times. So even if you have them, chances are you don't necessarily have them rainbowed. But then obviously there's the two that stand out because I'm not looking at the banner right now is the Tech Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks and STR Super Boo are on there. Um, and those are two units that would put me off summoning because I have them both rainbowed and have for a very long time. But obviously now we have that update in the game. So maybe you'll get lucky and pull a really nice unit as you're guaranteed featured and you might pull a Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks or an STR Super Boo along the way and you'll be able to trade them in for the red coins. So pretty good overall minato what do you think about the gifted warriors category overall i think the gifted warriors category is it's a pretty nice category you know it has things like frieza uh all the goten and trunks of course blue evolution vegeta i feel like over time you know we're always going to get like vegeta units coming up freezing units so we're going to get more of those um so i feel like the category has a good basis and will build up after uh, I think it's only really spectacular, though, when you pair it with Kamehameha. Mm. Agreed, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, yeah, I'll say, I was going to say real quick, 
the best variant of like this team, especially with the Gohan and Goten as a leader, not the Gohan and Goten, the uh, Goten, Goten Trunks as the leader, is the fact that, you know, the full Gohan and Goten, or I keep saying Gohan and Goten, the full Goten and Trunks setup for the team is like the best way you can really build it for them as the leader. Only problem with that on Global is we don't have the same name update. Yet. Yeah. About Whereas to say, on yep. JP, they had that with this unit coming out. So it's going to be difficult to really have them in their optimal setup, I think, this uh, Goten mm -hmm. and Trunks. But they're still going to look pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Especially with that active skill. Uh, pretty good, I will say. Uh, I'm not sure if it just really does impact the category, but we also got the EZA for Super Saiyan 4 Vegeta, who is really good. And we also have here the um, Dokkan Fest GT Vegeta as well. So it could be probably interesting for a team build because when they came out, JP didn't have those units. So... I mean, it'll be pretty interesting to see how well, but I, I, I do like their active skill when they have a 100% chance to dodge. That's just really, really good. Very powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's this turn unit, three, so you'll see it in like yeah. every mode, basically. Yeah. I, I, still, I still stand by the fact that I think people underrate this unit a lot. Mm. They're ridiculously I good. I, I underrate them. I especially that. on the Goten, especially on the Goten and Trunks team, it's insane. Like it's absolutely insane. This unit can get like eight million attack stats with around two hundred plus k defense. You know, in the good situations, their leader I'm skill like three hundred, probably three hundred k. Yeah, <laughs> As, it depends on the procs you get in their passive, which would be like the only real thing. It can be wishy washy on their stats, but I especially like their leader skill is. Would you argue? I feel like it might be even just the best team in the game. Honestly, the only bad thing would be the one thirty percent defense. Uh, depending on if you prefer HP or defense, of course. But there's so many options that you can run on their team. It just makes them a very valuable unit mm. overall. Yeah, I think the split of their leader skill is the better of the various combos they do of the one seventy and one thirty split. Because I think I'm sure it was Truth said it on a previous podcast ages ago, but when people ran the numbers when it comes to surviving super attacks in the more difficult content um it is better to have more hp than to have more defense um so i think that split is good and then i would agree like say what you will about gifted warriors on its own it's pretty good it does have some good units in it but the fact that it's combined with kamehameha i think is a massive strength because there's a lot of combos you can run like the fact that a lot of vegetas well actually i think almost every vegeta in the game possibly actually every vegeta in the game is on it yep um mm -hmm. and then kamehameha will have most of the goku counterparts to those units so like the super saiyan 4s the gt super saiyans and obviously we all know like those units work really well when you run them together and so because of the split of the leader skill you can run like all of those units together so kamehameha is a ridiculously good category anyway so combining it with gifted warriors i think the team you can potentially run with them is uh pretty ridiculous thing. another thing to know as i believe you could run every single dokkan fest lr under their leader skill as well which is you know a nice plus mm. blaze you cannot oh, spell yes. eza without blaze did you know that so <laughs> oh. as the expert on ezas is it the other way around <laughs> wait no you can't spell yeah whatever I'm, I'm rusty. I got you. I got you too. I'm rusty. Too. Leave me alone. So, Blaze, I'm gonna go to you for this one. Out of the three, yes. the three new EZAs coming up, which one is the best? We've got Goten, we've got Trunks, and we've got 18. Which one is the best EZA? The best EZA, I think Trunks hits the hardest, but I honestly love all three. I think Goten and Trunks, I I have them both equal, 
But if I had to choose one, I probably, I probably choose Trunks just because he hits a bit harder. But they're all really fantastic. I'm actually more excited about the EZAs than the uh, Dokkan Fest, if I'm being honest. Um, just because these two, uh, like a lot of people are going to have this character uh, because mm. they've been out for quite a while, and ha them having this huge buff, like shooting like five minute attacks that with over 200k defense, really is just a huge game changer. I want to say for especially for free to play players. They literally um, just gave them out for free too. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, true. With the uh, was it this, with the scroll for? Uh, yeah, the Book of War or whatever it's called. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. I mean, it's just. Free real estate, as they, as they say, right? So, <laughs> yeah, they, they literally are giving you like a like a one of the best characters in the game for free. Mm -hmm. And lastly, before we move on, uh, Ningen brought this up yesterday when we were when we were just chatting away. The physical Super Saiyan three Gotenks EZA is not in the in the plans apparently for this campaign, but this is something that JP had when the Goten and Trunks came out, right? So. What are your guys' thoughts on that whole thing? And do you still think we're going to be getting that Gotenks EZA coming up? Yeah, it's yeah, going to so be the, in part yes. of the second half, right? Yeah, it's the okay. thing. That's the, the the thing I was saying when we were talking about it is the fact that it wasn't included with all the stuff that was uh, in the data because obviously we have the specific date for the release of the banner. We have the specific date for the release of the three-unit EZA, but the Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks information wasn't in there. But the reason I brought it up to be a topic on here is just in case, like, we saw that exact thing happen with, like, the Super Saiyan 4 EZAs and stuff, where if it doesn't get announced in the news straight away, people start panicking that we're not going to get it. But, <laughs> yeah, I think it is, like Goresh said, it's going to be, like, one of those typical events where the night before it comes out, the news is going to give us that breakdown of the full celebration and the dates where everything comes out. And I think comparing it to JP, I think it was, like, six days or something after all the stuff came out that then the super saiyan 3 gotenks eza came out so it's probably going to be the same thing but it was just interesting that that wasn't included in the data but it'll probably be announced in the uh the in-game news once we get all of the celebration info yeah, yeah keep I'm... in mind it's gonna be uh you got a little bit of time before the anniversary you got about a, a little bit over a month until the anniversary yeah, uh -huh. comes out so we got some time to kill, so I wouldn't uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be so hasty on rushing things to come out now. We're, we're going to be waiting for a little bit. I believe on like the JP version, when uh, the first day download hit, we didn't get actually any information on Super Saiyan three Go Tanks until a f like about a few days later. You know when his EZ was scheduled to come out. So I'm pretty sure he's EZ still going to come out on Global as well. I would be actually pretty shocked if he didn't come out. So. Uh, he sh you should be able to see him soon whenever the news hits in the game. Yeah, so pretty much what we're looking at is Goten and Trunks are going to be released on the 1st of June, which is in like two days or three days or whatever. Um, and then we're going to get the Gotenks EZA you know, a little bit later. And then I would say maybe in like two weeks or so from now, we'll probably get the LR Tapion. And then that will be the last thing we get before the anniversary. So that's sort of All the right. timeline for Global. Well, before we head to break, we do need to touch on one more subject, so let's talk about it. Peton Battle. Global has finally received the first slew of Peton Battle stickers. The new event is out. People have been playing it. What are your guys' thoughts on the event? Obviously, we saw this on JP first, but overall, what are your impressions from this first run of Peton Battle? 
I like Pinon a lot. Um, yeah. I have fun with it. You know, it's a nice thing to do on the side. You know, it's fun collecting the cards. Nothing really too serious. Like it was intended. Uh, obviously, it was not intended to be anything really serious. Just a nice little fun mode. Um, it's nice to see like the little card arts and you know getting orbs or any whatever you choose, which I would say pick the orbs. But uh, you know, getting those nice rewards on the side is cool too. Just a fun mode overall. Nothing really bad about it. Yeah, I would say it's very refreshing because when you're playing the game Dokkan for six years, well, running on six years here, having this new new mode is kind of refreshing. Um, and again, getting those free orbs. Orbs are very crucial, as you guys know by now, because of the, of the same, I mean, sorry, the coin update. So orbs are very hard to grind. It's not something you can do like for two hours straight. But well, now with Baton Bayou, you can, but the rewards are a bit low for my liking. But again, it's free orbs. So can't really complain. I just like that it's kind of refreshing. Uh, collecting the, the cards and seeing the animations and all that. Yeah, Blizzard. orbs are orbs are the only thing in the game out of the four things that you can choose to get as the rewards that you can't just farm over and over again from other stages. So definitely uh, orbs is the way to go. Um, I think it's like a cool little thing that they added, but obviously we talked about it when it came out on JP. Like some people are saying that they're disappointed, but like... It was never meant to be a new full-on game mode. It's not a thing like, you know, the new GT Legendary Goku event where if you find yourself with like an hour to kill and you want to play some Dokkan, you're not loading it up to play Petan Battle. It's just like a nice, cool little thing that you can do on the side. Um, I found it pretty fun. I did get stuck in an awkward uh, thing. I think it was on like the second day where all of the drops I got from my completed fights were all really bad, low rarity cards. So then I was stuck in a situation where I couldn't really beat the harder fights unless I wanted to dump a ton of the stickers into that one fight. But once I got a couple of decent ones back, then obviously it was okay. Um, it took me ages to get one of the two LR um, cards. Uh, I got the freezer one first. And then I think after that, the freezer must have dropped like four or five times before I finally got the Goku. But <laughs> the I exact opposite to, happened uh, to me. I finished the collection. I think I finished it. It was either yesterday morning or the day before. So now I'm just kind of casually going back into it and dropping some of the last stickers just to get some more orbs. Because like I said, I've been doing the orb thing the whole time, obviously. So. I, I, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I've been refreshing it pretty much every hour and I'm still missing three. Of the uh, of the stickers, I just gotten I I beyond shaft. Like this is ridiculous amount of shaft that I'm getting. I'm literally playing it every single time it refreshes. Damn. I'm missing I, three. Damn. I'm missing absolutely four. love this event. I love everything about it. I love the aesthetic. I love the premise. I love the mechanics. I think it's a really really clever addition to the game without really going above and beyond and making it a brand new like game changer event. It's something that if you want a little bit more doconing in your day, you can. But if you don't, you're not missing out on a whole lot, but there's still enough there to make it a satisfying, substantial experience. And I think the one complaint, if I had to have anything, is the fact that I wish that there was a way to have it uh, notify you when your phone is off or something that the Peton like fights are done and you can go back in. Because I keep forgetting when I set my hour-long fights and then I don't go back in for like five hours. And then I have to wait for a cooldown and like all of those things could have been avoided if I just got notified. So that might be my only complaint. But everything else, I love I love the event. It's exactly what it's advertised. It's religious adventures from Legends. That's what it is. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So, all right. With that said, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. But don't go anywhere because we will be right back answering your questions right after this. BRB. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to 
the second half of the podcast. Well, it's really the like last quarter because we're almost done. But um, I just wanted to announce quickly the results of this poll that we have on Twitter. Um, the question was, are you going to summon on the Goten and Trunks banner? Tell us. So the results are as follows. We have four options. The option number one was just the discounts, which received 42.7% of the responses. We have uh, choice number two, which is Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta Fire Emoji, which received 26.3% of the uh, responses. We have Whale Emoji as the third response, which uh, got 4.2% of the responses. And then we got Skip Exclamation Point, which was at 26.8%. So there you go. Those are the results. And also, shout out to Masnigan for the resub. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. Come Twitch Prime is not a crime, baby. (laughs) Folks, a couple of days before the podcast, we'd like to throw out a tweet or two just to let you guys know that we have the show coming up so you guys can post your questions. And every week, we like to look through your questions and select some of the best ones for us to answer on air. So we're going to do that right now. Starting with Mono Sperano, who asks, how much do you think the amount, quality of categories matters to a quality of a unit. I feel some units like Videl are held back by a lot of categories. She's only on four categories, two being her own team, Earthlings being mid, and Boo Saga being uber competitive. Damn, Earthlings being mid. That's... Oof. I mean, it's, it's kind of true, but... <laughs> In fact, that is one of the new Super Battle Road stages, so Videl, if you have her, will be super, super good on that team. In fact... You can run a build using her, using a whole bunch of the Earthling Peppy Gals. But um, to answer the question specifically, it it definitely plays a role because obviously we see people in the discourse of arguing about whether Videl is the best unit in the game. Well, well, the best TUR, sorry. Um, Bringing up the fact that categories are important because... Like you say, she's not on many. Um, one of them is like Marja Busage is super competitive because has a lot of top tier units. But like for me personally, I usually rate units on their using them in their best case scenario. And then I do kind of try and look at them in their worst case scenario to get a bit of an equal balance. So, I mean, as long as they fit on a team really well, then obviously you can make them be really good. It is, I guess, annoying when the unit can only be used on a couple of teams, but I guess it just depends on the overall power level because when a unit like Videl is as powerful as she is, I don't think it's a huge issue that she's not on every single team in the game because then you just run her on every single team. So it takes away a little bit of the variety, I guess. I think the way to answer this question it are the amount of categories like important to the quality of the unit is you just think of the most extreme scenario. If the unit had zero categories, would they be good? The answer is no. So my answer is yes, that's important. Very true. Right. Like uh, true. Broly, Chilai, and Lemo, they're only on two categories and they're in LR. Yeah, they're such a fun unit, but you just, you just don't really ever use them because they're on so few teams. So that is very true. I agree because there's things such as like for example Super Battle Road where the more stages of Super Battle Road a good unit could be used in that just makes them to be better and more you you know be able to be used across all the game. There's the GT LGE missions. There's uh, I guess technically the Infinite Dragon Ball History missions which aren't really as important as the other two I feel like. But being on more teams allows more units to be used in those situations like that where they want you to use multiple different teams uh, in multiple different scenarios. So I do agree that um, if a unit is like on two, three categories that definitely does hold them back. 
All right, let's move on to the next question brought to us by Kenneth Smith. There's no way I can mispronounce that one. Kenneth asks, <laughs> do you think damage is overrated in the current meta? Units like the new Gohan and Tech Gohan seem more valuable across the game, which just with just okay damage, but godly defense. Look at the new GT units. Vegeta was considered better. Int Hercule is still runnable. Glass cannons are not. That's very interesting. Um, I, I, I would say depends the gameplay you're doing. Like, for example, let's say the legendary GT Goku event, right? Where it's a mixture of, of course, a long event and super bad road. Damage is going to be very important because depending on the mission that you're doing, you don't want to stay too long in the fight, especially against the tech Super Saiyan 4 Goku, just because, you know, you're going to, he's probably going to outlast you. So damage is still very important, but I would say defense in today's meta is still very important, mm. but I wouldn't throw out damage as being overhyped. I'd still say it's still very crucial, especially for Super Battled as well, because as you guys know, you don't want to stay too long in those type of events. Um... I would say defense is better, but definitely don't count out damage. I, like you still need to consider damage as an important factor, depending on the defense that you're doing. Yeah. I think. Um, okay. oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think like he was saying, it's very event specific because, especially when it comes to the GT Legendary Goku event, you think of units like Tech LR Broly, who even without dupes is hitting ridiculous attack stats. If you bring him into that event, he will get you killed 100%. So um, big damage units are obviously good in certain situations, but um, in the current meta, I think it's... I don't know if I would... I think it's because of the way the question is worded. I don't know if I would say the damage is overrated, but I think in the current meta with the end game events, defense is definitely more important. But um, So theoretically speaking defense is something that you can cap on off on right you can reach a level of defense to where you're actually not able to be damaged and then any defense on top of that is useless because you're already taking no damage on on the opposite side of that damage is something that really never has a cap to it unless you're literally one-shotting every single stage of every single event in the game right so mm -hmm. i think defense is something that has a lower much lower ceiling than damage does so damage is going to be able to scale a lot better than defense is theoretically speaking um, but I do agree with what you said with uh, defense being a lot more um, situational depending on what event you're taking on. But in a lot of cases, damage can substitute for defense because if you kill the enemy, they can't damage you, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, somebody did say in the chat the best defense is a good offense because, I mean, in Super Battle Road, you just take L the STR LR Broly in there yep, and maybe he's that. not the best example because yep. his defense is actually pretty solid. But, yeah, he'll just, like, double AOE super and kill everybody and then, yeah, you don't need to worry right. about getting hit back, so... That is also true. Exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next question brought to us by Free-to-Play Doconner, who asks, A lot of issues that Global has, especially with social media scandals, is due to no communication with the community. Do you think Dokon should be more active with their community, inviting content creators to share their opinions, and just generally engage with the community more? Yes. <laughs> all right next question yeah. i think i think it is a very straightforward yes because i mean you yeah. see i think the problem might be the fact that because dokon has been going for so long now and um whilst we are seeing some interesting changes when it comes to things like the social media side uh you could probably argue that they're pretty set in their ways at this point 
Um, and the reason I thought this was like an interesting question to include is because we've seen with the release of some newer games recently, um, a lot of them have come out of the gate being very interactive with like content creators and the community and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely think if they did actually do some stuff like that, it would only be beneficial for the game overall. But I think the problem is at this point, are they going to change the the ways that they seem to be set in? And I think, unfortunately, the answer is probably not. Like we get those surveys every now and then, and we've definitely had more. We've had them more recently over the last couple of years than we did previously. But um, that's kind of the only direct interaction that we seem to have so something you guys have to understand with direct communication with like either if it's just you know general social media or even specific people is literally everything has to be approved so if you're talking about a scenario where they're literally communicating directly with specific people like content creators and stuff like that they have to go to you know whatever rights holders or you know higher ups just in whatever department they're in and they have to actually get direct approval for every single thing that happens. So there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just like, oh, they can just reach out and talk to us. It's, it's not that easy. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next question brought to us by the Tugga Saiyan. I want to make sure I say that right. Do you guys have any kind of unicorn unit? Basically a unit that exists in a game for a long time, but you still don't have it. Or have it rainbow in the case of you whales. <laughs> for example... <laughs> I still don't have the Int Janemba rainbow, and I'm less than 20 days from 2,000 days. Wow. Damn. I would say, uh, for me, I'm, the first thing that comes to mind would actually be Tech Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks. I think I'm still, like, two copies away from having actually rainbowed, which is crazy because, you know, I, I joined around the time he came out. Uh, so that's when I started playing the game, and I just haven't pulled enough for copies to Rainbow Home at this point, which is pretty insane to me. He's like never featured though. Uh, other than that, I feel like I went like two years without pulling in Goku Black until the Janemba banner, the Tech Janemba banner. So I was kind of pretty surprised at that too. Damn, nice. For me, for me early be... on. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah, early on, I think physical Omega Shenron was my uh, unicorn. I couldn't get him for like the first year and a half. But I think more recently, ever since I've become a whale, um, the actual unit that I have never been able to pull was the LR GT Trio. And uh, that ended very quickly <laughs> when I realized just how much trouble I was in on the chain battle. So <laughs> I no longer have a unicorn problem. <laughs> yeah, mine. Uh... Go on. No, I was gonna say I was really hoping he was gonna pull them from the. From the I know, I know. I, I bought the unit in the shop as soon as the banner dropped, and then I just I said I was gonna pull that stupid GT trio in my summons, but I didn't. <laughs> I was, I would do it in our collab. I was really hoping you were gonna pull. Them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Yeah, Goresh, 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 do you actually have one that you haven't got rainbowed uh, yet? Of course or? not. Well, I had a few throughout my journey playing this game. The first one was Int LR Gohan. Um, the infamous, I don't even remember, it was like 15,000 stones, and I didn't pull a single one. Um, <sighs> and then oh. I honestly, I haven't really talked about this one that much, but uh, the Tech Goku and Frieza, uh, they came out, I think I pulled three copies in their first banner, and then I didn't pull another one until like a year later, which is ridiculous. If you think about how much I summoned in this game, I just didn't, I just never yeah. pulled the fourth copy for like a year later. Damn, really? Um, 
the one that stands out to me because I, I think I mentioned it fairly recently, in fact. But um, despite, I mean, I'm not as big of a whale as some people, but obviously I do summon on every banner. The last few LR banners, I've gone pretty much at least a thousand stones on every single one. Um, I've still never pulled a single copy of the physical TN that came out during the worldwide celebration. Oh my, you don't have him? Really? <laughs> nope. What? No way. Nope. I have I the blue piccolo at like 90%, but I don't have a single copy of the physical TN. I think I even did the, I did the three 30 stone discount multis on one of the recent category support banners because he was featured on that banner and still didn't pull him. So good ball, man. He's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> I mean, if you keep summoning, you'll get him sold. Just keep summoning. True, true. But that's the one thing that comes to mind all the time when people say about um, when the side banner units come out, because it happened on the Saiyan Day banner. I pulled the copies of Broly that I got super early on, um, and I did quite a few more summons on the banner because I really wanted a copy of the STR trunks. And people were saying, like, oh, he goes into the general pool. You'll get him soon enough afterwards. It's like, well, yeah, still don't have physical yeah. TN. So, <laughs> Oh, boy. I don't would have tech be... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I don't actually have Tech Krillin, and I kind of regret not going a little deeper in the Golden and Trunks banner for him because of how good he is. I have not pulled him oh. since they came out. For me, Wait, it's going to be actually the, um, the LR STR Beerus. I still don't have a copy um, oh, to this wow. day. But the one thing I probably want more than anything, maybe it's a bit off topic, but I don't have... I'm missing three units from the 50 percent support units i want those units to come back because oh, i'm missing yeah. uh age oh. i'm missing agl no i'm missing int and i'm missing rildo from the agl those i would love for them to come back i'm literally missing every single support mm -hmm. except for tn which i have one copy of the oh, biggest nice. relief for me is making the decision to actually rainbow all those guys because i was actually considering <sighs> just like getting a few and then just dipping off those banners but i'm i'm so happy i just rainbowed <laughs> them all because like they haven't come back in like what a year plus, dude. I've got I've got over a thousand blue coins. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm missing. I only have super brew. I'm missing hit and tn, TN. and yeah. then the other ones I only have one copy of. So <laughs> it'll be very nice for them to come back at some point. I've got a bunch of blue coins saved up, obviously from all the like heroes banner summons and stuff. So I will just be able to buy a copy of. Um, hit and tn when the banners come back the problem is like if they do ever decide to bring them back it not only has it been so long since they were around the first time uh, the last time but they were around at a really bad time as well where it was just like yeah. a really bad idea to summon on those banners so it would be very nice if they um maybe put them into some more banners even if they didn't put them in the general pool just like chucking them into like the featured slot on some banners would be pretty nice because I think we're we're way past the point in the game in terms of like power level where it would be too broken to have them on more banners because I know when they first started getting their awakenings they were pretty insane but I think yeah. we could we I mean, definitely need to start seeing them on some more banners now nowadays they should probably consider adding them to the general pool sooner because eventually I'm not saying it's going to happen anytime soon but eventually they're going to become outdated because now we have all these supports that can give attack and defense plus 40% for all categories, for all supers, mm -hmm. all extremes. So the support mm -hmm. game Go is on. bumping up. So these 50% supports are becoming yeah. less and less in demand because we have other units that can basically take up that spot. Like Garland. Yeah, plus 
Plus as well, you got to think that like, obviously 50% is better than 40%, but all of these new supports that are coming out that are giving 40% to the teams that you want to run them on, they are in the general pool. And the big thing I've noticed with a lot of those uh, 50% support units is just having them at 55%. They, d- they don't stand up in some of the harder content, whereas some mm-hmm. of these new supports that are coming out, not only are they giving the 40% buff, which is still pretty good, um, they can hold their own in harder events, and it's easier to get dupes for them. So they're definitely, uh, they're probably already entering the stage where they're starting to become a little bit outclassed, because obviously their main role was kind of on the mono teams because whilst you can use them on category teams they're obviously only supporting that one specific type but the one that springs to mind is like because everybody talks about it all the time as being the hardest super battle road stage you take the um so. tech second form cell into extreme tech at 55 percent, and he just he just gets crushed like it's even brutal. the enemy he lowers attack on super attack but if you don't have an item active even the enemy that he supers and lowers their attack hits him for like 80k at 55 percent. so yeah they're all already starting to be a little bit outdated so i i definitely think we should start seeing them come back a little bit more often but. Do you think the world is ready for 55% supports, maybe from those EZAs <laughs> that they could get, maybe? I mean, yeah, technically, Krillin, for the right units, Krillin gives 60%, so I mean... The one from Goten oh, and Trunks' banner, because he gives mm-hmm. 30% and then 30% again if uh, Goten or Trunks are on the rotation. So Pretty we've cool. already got a 60% support unit in the game. Mm-hmm. Doesn't we also like, have Gohan as well with 58%. Doesn't Intel yeah, give like eighty percent with her full passive or something? <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, Vados, oh, yeah, yeah, Vados yeah, gives like eighty yeah. or ninety or something. Oh crazy, yeah, right? true, true. But that's Vados only two Beerus like though. Six, I like, no, I, I think Champa is the only unit in the game that uh, gives sorry, the full benefit. Wrong, Beerus wrong like card structure. Champa, yeah, just make the uh, make the easy age for the fifty percent supports one hundred percent, and we're good. <laughs> <laughs> and All right, let's move on. Let's move on to the last question. In the batch, brought to us by Maverick, who asks, "What are your thoughts on Dokkan deciding to drop Gohan's banner on the same day as Legends? I honestly feel that since they knew that during this time period they won't get top grossing, they decided to slide in a not so hype character." It's actually one day later because Legends is dropping tonight, and the Gohan's dropping tomorrow night, right? That's what that's what's happening. Yeah, Legends. Oh, is it? Is I it what time is Legends? Okay. Legends is tonight. It's happening in like seven, eight hours from now. Okay, okay, okay. Oh wow. Yeah, like four. Yeah, four nine. All right. Well, oh, well, I mean, like, so uh, yeah, I guess it's not the exact same time, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, we know we've talked about it in the past that they make they sometimes seem like they make moves based on what the other game does, but I don't know if uh, I don't know how much of that factors in to this decision. But I mean, the, I don't know a huge amount. I think about for legends, but. I think for content creators, it's pretty, like, pretty bad. It's just one day, so it's back-to-back. So I think it's be pretty tough to manage if you're a content creator. Because I also play Legends, but I won't play religiously just because I don't have the funds to. Because um, I, I always want to summon on new units, but now I have to choose which one do I summon for. Do I summon for Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta, or do I summon for Dokkan, where I mainly do my content on? Are you saying it costs money to play Legends? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, <laughs> to be cheap, competitive, you know, when on. you fight a full Zenkai team, it's it's very scary. <laughs> and when no, you I'm have like only like level A equipment, it's like t- or S equipment, it's just so terrible. 
Um, <laughs> I, I, I think Dokkan has sort of been on like this trend recently where they've just been releasing sort of like not very hype Dokkan Fest units. We have like Int Broly, which is the exception, I think, to that. But I mean, we have Goten and Trunks. We have Videl. Now we have Kid Gohan. I mean, Kid Gohan, I wouldn't really say is super underhype. He's moderately hyped, but it's not like Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta's coming, right? That's Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this is something that maybe they're just trying to do. I saw some actually uh, some Japanese people on Twitter talking about this the other day. They were like, okay, maybe they're pushing out these lesser hype characters because of the fact that they know that they can't compete with like Uma Musume right now. So they're waiting for that game to sort of fall off a little bit. And then they're going to start releasing all these hype characters. Yeah. That's a good theory. Have you guys ever played it? I actually watched uh, quite a bit of gameplay for it. So I understand how it works. I just haven't played it personally. Mm, Okay. Because I've seen Nano play it. And I don't know. It just doesn't click for me. But I'm not hating on the game. It's just, it's, you know. Interesting. That's game. Like, if you um, want to play with horses, go outside. <laughs> it's a very Japanese <laughs> game. Yeah, I think we talked about it on a previous episode. Weren't you saying that, like, once people could start going out to the actual horse races again, it's very possible that it might drop off? But... Yeah, horse racing is a very popular uh, activity in Japan. Uh, just to even just go and watch or bet on it. Oh, I don't know okay. if it's going to make the game die off at all. I think it actually might help it a little bit. Like they might have some True. like event in the game where it's like, oh, horse racing's back open. Like we're gonna have a big event to celebrate or whatever in the game. You know, they'll probably do something like that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's to be seen. We have to wait and see what happens. All right, enough of this moo moo house party shenanigans. Let's go ahead and wrap <laughs> this up. Thank you for your questions, and that is going to be the end of the show. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. Huge thank you to Hydros for manning the boards and keeping this stream afloat. Don't forget to follow us over on Twitch, Twitter. Discord, check out the Facebook fan page, the subreddit, the website, everything. All of the links are everywhere, so make sure you lock in to the 5.9G network today. And if you miss any part of the show, fear not. All of your favorite podcasting platforms have you covered. Google, Apple, Spotify, and many more. Subscribe and do not skip a beat. Join us right here tomorrow for the next episode of the Dragon Ball Legends podcast. For the Mass Ningen, Minato's Flash, DBZ Blaze, and Goresh. I am Toon Rami. Thank you once again for watching. Stay tuned and always remember to Dokkan responsibly. Bye-bye. Well, one, one last thing. We are doing a subathon for Legends tonight, so if you want to come up yes. to check out that, make sure to come out and check out the Legends subathon uh, for when the banners do drop for the third anniversary. So just want to mention that. 4 a.m. Eastern time. Nice. Yes. What he said. Yeah, we're all going to be dead, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Peace.